when I get an idea, it is like I'm working on it 24-7. Like that is like my life goal. And welcome to Jesus and Juliet. It is just me today, and we are here to talk about my mistakes when releasing my podcast. The top three, I would say. So podcasts are one of those things that you get asked about constantly as a host, but that you probably never feel like an expert in because it is still so new on the scene. And a lot of the things that you choose Um, for your podcast are things that you choose at the beginning. So while someone may have been doing a podcast for four years, they chose their title and their music and stuff. They may have chosen that four years ago when they were just starting out. So I think that you, it's one of those things where you just don't really feel like an expert. So the way you market it, the equipment you use, how you set up your intro and outro, your show notes and graphics, there is so much to be done and there are so many different ways to do it. So while I feel confident in some stuff I did and may have fumbled in others and still do, there were definitely at least three major mistakes that I made and would change if I had to do it all over again. And so those are the things that we are here to talk about. One, I did not leave enough ramp up time. I tend to launch new ideas in an instant. I'm an Enneagram 3 and When I get an idea, it is like I'm working on it 24-7. Like that is like my life goal. So um, you should definitely not do that. (laughs) Make sure that you have a ramp up. There's just so much to be gained by doing that um, and ramping up to the release of your first episode. So here's a couple of reasons why that is so necessary. One, you can backlog episodes, which is heavenly less stress and more time focus on promoting them than recording and editing. So again, when I first started, I think there was a week in between, hey, I'm doing a podcast and when my next episode or when my first episode came out. Um, That caused so much stress. When you're starting off, you are doing everything. And so you are getting a hold of the guest, scheduling them, recording them, editing, creating the graphics, getting more information from them, writing the show notes, and all those things that I mentioned earlier. And so that can be a lot, especially if you are releasing an episode weekly, it's a lot to do in one week. And so if you can give yourself time by backlogging episodes before you ever release your first one, then you are going to be ahead of the game. Building your audience prior to launch means a bigger launch. So when you build your IG or whatever platform you're using, then they will be excited for your next episode and ready to share with others. And then last, the reason that you should have ramp up time is so that you feel confident and not worried about making mistakes. Feeling confident is going to be the key to having a stress-free and happy, jubilant launch. You want to have that. And if you are constantly worried because you have set some deadline that is way too close, and and what's funny is we set these deadlines and we do it to ourselves. I don't know why we do that. Maybe that's just me. But you've set this deadline and now you have a week to get it ready and, um, and you're rushing around. And so that means that your cover art or your music or your title 
or the way that you edited the episode may not be what you actually dreamed of when you were putting this together in your head. And so that's going to be, um, that's going to lead to just having a less confident launch. Mistake number two, I tried to do too much. So I follow a podcast called The Gold Diggers. It is hosted by a woman named Jenna Kutcher, and she is amazing. It's about business and motherhood and all sorts of stuff. What's interesting is that she always talks about how she recorded in her car for the longest time. And I'm like, I wish that I would have done that. Let me tell you what I did. I decided it would be a good idea to film and record in person at the same time. I was certain that I wanted to start this podcast also as a YouTube channel. Now, I reserve the right to say, I still think that's a really a good idea. And it's still something that I would like to do. But at the time, it was not something I should have been doing. And let me tell you why. I constantly worried about how I looked. I got so caught up on how I looked on screen in the filming part of it that I was not focused on the actual podcast part or recording and things like that. I mean, I was focused on my guests, but it was really easy for me to constantly be in my head thinking, no, you need to sit up straight. I wonder how this looks. I wonder how that looks. I wonder if my hair is okay. I wonder if I, you know, have belly rolls coming out. Like, I don't know, but I was just really focused on what I looked like while it was filming. The other thing that I would have changed is recording in person. What works for others did not work for me. I have kids and a job and I could not set aside time to meet a guest in person and record. That was something that I wanted to do for sound quality, but it's it was just too much for me to be doing. It took so much time for me to gather up all my equipment. And remember, I'm also filming this. So gather up all my sound equipment, gather up my filming equipment, and go meet them, record for however many, however long it took because the setup took long. It would end up being three to four hours out of my day. Whereas when I record with a guest via Zoom, it's an hour, it's one hour. So um, what's funny is that I kind of beat myself up about that for a little bit. And then the pandemic happened. And so then pretty much everybody was recording over some sort of Zoom or other program and, you know, it became the norm. So for me, I decided to sacrifice the small amount of sound quality to save my sanity. And that might be something that you want to consider also. How are you going to be doing this? If you're just doing this solo, like all your episodes are solo episodes, then awesome. That's amazing. But if you plan on having guests Um, just think through how that process is going to look when you have to record those and whether you're going to do it in person or online. So the other way that I would solve this problem is to say, start small and build. So similar to directing a show, a podcast is as easy or as hard as you want to make it. And I guess that goes for most things. And so while you don't want to do something in a crummy way and have it look bad, but you do have control over how much work you create for yourself. So for instance, when I'm directing a show, let's look at something like costumes. If I am, I can choose to say, you know what, I'm just going to have the, um, my students bring stuff from home. 
and that's going to be fine. Or I'm going to have my students wear one costume through the whole show, or I'm going to have them have three different costume changes, or I want their costumes to be really authentic and I'm going to have them hand sewn by a seamstress each single costume. Like you see how that easily progresses and it's just a matter of choosing like what level do you want? Like what is going to make the most? So for a show like costumes sewn by a seamstress, maybe not the most appropriate thing for a high school level show. Maybe it is. I don't know. It really just depends on on the director. And so when you're hosting a podcast, everything is dependent on you and what you want to make of it. But just be aware of how much time you spend on certain items. Number three, this is a big mistake that I made. And I don't know. Anyway, I feel funny even saying this mistake. I niched way too far down. I niched too small by by um, saying that it was going to be a Christian theater podcast. I should have started with a broader topic instead of niching down to fit a certain demographic. So my original thought was that I didn't care whether it took me forever to build an audience. I wanted to make sure that I was serving the people I wanted to, which in my case was anyone involved in theater. What I didn't anticipate was how hard it would be to find guests that fit those specific things, those topics, and how much that would drain the fun out of doing the podcast in the first place. And so really think through what your topic is and while you may have the audience for that, I mean, there's probably, I mean, there's probably hundreds of thousands of people who are interested in Christian theater and that's great, but it was really hard to find people to speak to those hundreds of thousands in a way. And that was really draining. When you're doing this, this isn't my full-time job, right? And it isn't for most podcasters. So um, it takes time to put this together and effort. And if you're spending, you know, if you've got to spend a couple of weeks just finding your next guest, well, you're already behind schedule. So um, keep track of that and just try to have somewhat of a broader topic um, is what I would suggest. So those are my three mistakes. I hope that you learned from them. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to find me on Instagram. I am at Lara, L-A-R-A, Doll Kennedy, and that is the home for my podcast. Um, it's on my personal page, and that is where you can get a hold of me. You can see videos of my kids or my husband or whatnot, but that is where you can find me. I am working on getting a website pretty soon that's going to house the hub for my podcast. It's going to have the show notes um, and all of those things, but that is coming soon. It's not done yet. And um, so for now, you can find me on Instagram. I hope that you enjoyed listening. It would be so huge for me if you would go to the reviews on Apple and leave me a review if you liked it, preferably please leave me a review that you liked it. Don't leave me one if you didn't like it. Um, and, and feel free to write something as well. But I enjoy talking to you guys and I will see you next time. Bye.